Welcome back to the show. This might be the first video that goes live on the new YouTube channel. Oh, I click. Okay, nope. Yep, there it is. Okay, had to bring my uh, monitor screen up there back to life, I'm, even though I'm probably not going to look at it much. Um, been here contemplating about what I wanted to uh, talk about this evening on the solo episode. Because throughout the week, usually usually I take notes, and this week I was off a little bit. Um, but usually there's things that pop up, um, you know, on, on my feed or in my mind during a discussion or something. I'm like, ooh, that would be a good good thing to talk about either with someone or just solo and just kind of, you know, spitball my, my thoughts out there to the to the world. Sorry, I'm moving a lot. I'm trying to get the, the perfect setup where I feel comfortable looking at the camera or not. Um, hey, there's a new YouTube channel. All right. Bravo Zulu. Check it out. It just go hit YouTube, Bravo Zulu, subscribe, like turn on the bell for notifications and, uh, you know, look for future episodes to be up on there as well. So, you know, something that, uh, an old shipmate had posted something that I felt inclined to comment on. And if you're listening, you know who you are. And um, it was an exchange between them about, uh, you know, this, this person is doing well for themselves. They uh, they got a commissioning a couple of years ago after being a deck seaman. And um, they're doing well for themselves. Very proud of that person. And they're, they're sharing their journey on their Facebook, their timeline. So you do whatever the fuck you want on that, right? You don't like it. If you're someone that doesn't like what someone's sharing, see yourself off their off their shit, right? So this person shared something. That someone DM'd them, of course, you know, not liking it, wanting to express their dislike for it and whatever. I won't get into the details of what they said and whatnot. But you know, the the main concept that I wanted to to grab from that was like um what is uh wealth? Right, a lot of people talk about being successful, being rich in a monetary kind of fashion, um, being wealthy, and you know, I'll sit here and ask, like, what does wealth mean to you? Right, and you know, it's a popular saying out there: health is wealth, and it is very much so. Right, if you're healthy, you live longer, hopefully, and uh, pending you no know, no tragedies or nothing, but you, you're you're better prepared physically to last longer. Um, so that, you know, health is one way to be wealthy, but what do the wealthy, right? The wealthy of right now today, how, what, what measurement do they use to measure their wealth? And many would, would think about, you know, their bank accounts. If you think about Jeff Bezos, what do you immediately think of? Billionaire, like huge billionaire, uh, Elon Musk, huge billionaire, Bill Gates, um, you know, Berkshire Hathaway guy, I forget his name, uh, Warren Buffett, there it is. Um, billionaires, you know, plenty of money to do whatever they want. But I think, I think a lot of people know this. I, I hope it's not like I'm, I'm not saying nothing new that you don't know, but 
something that that money buys you, which is the most important to me, in my opinion, measurement of wealth is time, right? When you're that wealthy monetarily, you can buy time, right? People are trying to buy your time. So you can do whatever you want, right? With your time, you got, you got the, the, the money to do so. And, and that's a, a way we can measure it also, right? Health, time, money, right? What's the bank account say? All these different things you could do. So first in the comments, let me know how you measure your wealth, right? What, what, what's the measuring stick you're using? Um, for me right now, I can't say I honestly know what it is. For sure, it's like bank account because bills need to get paid, right? Healthy-wise, yeah, I'm a few 10, 20, 30, probably, you know, according to uh, to today's medical standards, probably a good, like, 50, yeah, good 50 LBs over what uh, health would be uh, to be wealthy, you know, if I keep it 100 here. Um, but, you know, the bill's got to be paid, so we know got to keep working and stuff. Now, in the future, and this leads me into the second thing of, of kind of, excuse me, eye twitching is um in the future how of course i i want that that time to be my measurement right how do i get that time to be my measurement though um because right now it isn't i cannot measure my wealth by time right now why because my time is all taken up by the navy right contractually obligated volunteer voluntarily you know obligation to fulfill that contract and that takes up most of my time and energy and everything else that goes with it. And that's a conversation I often have with other Rids. Excuse me. <clears throat> so, you know, in the future, though, and this is something I talk to my wife about a lot, right? And if, if you know me, a lot of you do, something I always talk about um, in the future is being a stay-at-home dad. Right? Is we're making plans where in five years where I could retire – Right. Where hopefully it, it all pans out and I'm a stay at home dad. And that's going to come with some sacrifice. Right. Because now that that income is going to be lower is going to be just my retirement and Nikki's salary and the income is going to be lower. So there's going to have to be some sacrifices in there because bottom line, there won't be as much money, but I'll have so much more time. Time to spend with the kids, time to spend with my wife. By that time, they'll be school age. So on Nikki's days off where they're in school, where we could both take them to school, I can take her on a date in the middle of the day at noon, grabbing lunch, catching a movie, um, going for some exercise, a run, a walk, a hike, whatever it might be, right? And still be back in time to spend or to pick up the kids. They don't even know what we do, but it's Friday, so we get them a chicken nugget Happy Meal, and we go home, and we start the party with the kids. How great is that? And that's the time that I want for my family in the future. Right now, though, it's just not possible, right? So then that you know goes to another question I often ask people, or nah, that's kind of a lie, right? Like I don't often ask people because that's just a way to say it. But um, one that I ask some people and that I always think when I'm talking to people, right? Because as we're in the military, there's that work-life balance often gets talked about, 
right? Oh, you got to keep a good work-life balance. You got to manage this, got to manage that. And it's hard, right? A lot of people will tell you it's super hard. I think some people do really good about it. Um, I think certain situations are more built for it. You know, I'll tell you straight up. I believe if you are a uh, a male, right, serving and your wife or spouse is at home, not employed, taking care of the home situation, I think it's a lot easier to keep a work-life balance because you it's only it's only you doing the 50-50, right, or whatever it is, right? It's only you balancing. You get to come home and, you know, hopefully shut down the work mode and go into, you know, dad mode or husband mode, whatever, right? You need you get to go into that mode, and hopefully for your spouse, they can shut down, like, maybe the caretaking mode, of children and shift a little bit to more of the caretaking or, um, you know, giver and lover, you know, role as a spouse to the, uh, serving spouse. But when, when you're in that duel, especially if you're mill to mill, I would say, um, one, I don't think it's as easy to turn it off, right? That's always a struggle, no matter what, to turn off that workflow, Two, then to come home and turn on a different role, right, and be a different kind of person. Um, and then also when you're match, trying to match schedules, right, I know um, for me and Nikki, it's something we've always worked through. Not struggle because her, her, her routine, especially since she's gotten out, her schedule has been very, very solid. So it's very easy to schedule around and make things happen. But I'm more just telling like, the regular of like, oh, when the duty day is and what day do I get off? What holidays? Everyone, if you, if you look, both of you have served listening, you know how that goes, right? It goes without me having to go into detail and saying it. But when, you, when you're that middle to middle or both working, you know, let me know. I think it's a lot harder, right? Both of you have to come home. Both of you have to shut it off. And both of you might not have had a great day at work. Both of you might have been at the, you know, the, the level 10 all the way maxed out at work. And when you both get home, you both want to completely shut it off, right? You you don't want to be mom and dad, you know, you don't want to be, and I don't mean like neglect your kids. I'm just saying you're hoping you're looking at the other one like, yo, can you bath them tonight? And that one's looking at you like, no, my day was shitty. I need you to bath them tonight. And then you guys are both there. You know, doing one of those, looking back and forth at each other, right? And, you know, hopefully you figure it out and, and your kids get bath and don't smell like the dirty kid at school. But, you know, so I, I usually sit there and I think about when when someone, and getting, and it, it's something that happens now around this time in the career, right? 16 years in as a chief, um, there's not a lot of where, at least where I'm at, but not a lot of first classes that are senior like that. They're junior-ish. Excuse me. I'm getting late here. Um, but where the conversation of retirement, and that's something I've talked about a lot on this podcast because I think it needs to be talked about more and more and more in those journeys there. But uh, the conversation about retirement starts happening more and more now, right, at that 16, 17, 18 years you know working towards that and i'm tripping because my autofocus looked like it not working or something anyways um so when you're having those conversations and then you get someone 
chief or above, whatever, right? Someone in khakis that's saying like, oh, yeah, I'm about to reenlist. And you're like, oh, shit, you know how much, how, how long you been in is a curious question. And they're like, oh, I've been in 19. And you think, damn, I think, not you, but I think you're at 19, you're about to reenlist. Okay, so what's the move? Like, I always think, like, what I want to know what your game plan is so I can just have an understanding of it because maybe there's something that I'm missing that you can tell me right now that I could throw into my game plan because I'm at 16, I'm not reenlisting again, but I want to know, like, what, what what what's making you go there. And for today in 2021, last year, 2020, made a lot of people reenlist, extend, stay longer because – the uncertainty that was out there uh, was real, right? And that's totally understandable. But then you could even go to someone, one of them old, you know, crusty guys and be like, why are you still here? You know, I asked uh, uh, this master if I worked for before. Um, he should be retired now or coming up on it, terminal day for something. Um, I asked him last year. He'd extended through the COVID stuff. I said, hey, man, uh, why, like, did you keep doing it? He's about to hit 30 now, right? I thought he was a good guy. You know, I thought he was solid mass chief, you know, taught me a lot. I said, why'd you keep doing it? Like, for 10-plus years, right? And I don't know what rank he was. He was a chief, but I don't know senior chief or, or what exactly, or for how long, for that matter, that he was when he was at 20 or what his family situation was or any of that. But, you know, I asked him why, why is he, why did he keep going? And would he keep going? Like if they gave him the option to continue to go, would he continue to go? And, you know, his answer to me was like, yeah, of course. Why not? And I was like, well, your family, you know, number one. And, you know, for him, his, his children were older, uh, high school or college or approaching that area. Um, so one could say at that time, uh, he'd already missed out. Again, don't know his family situation. I'm just saying one could say that he'd already missed out on so much. And they're about to go be adults in college or something. What else? I mean, if there's any damage done or any daddy issues, they're already in place, right? They're, they're, that's that's chalked. That's there, right? Um so why not keep going? And then, you know, he didn't say that. I was just, I'm speculating here, right? And another part, though, is, you know, he told me that he already knows how to navigate the game that is the Navy, right? He's been doing it so long. He's good at it. He knows how it works. Who, who what, what does it matter after 20 years, especially at his level of being a Master Chief? Now he's gained certain perks, of not standing those duties, not being in a duty section, um, you know, more than likely being on a carrier and getting even better perks of, you know, better, even better dining facilities and their little special, you know, maybe their special nine breakfast table or something, um, you know, first off the, the ship for Liberty off the, you know, nine and above brow or however it works on a carrier, right? I've always done small ships. You get one brow. That's it. Okay, but, you know, there's those perks and he recognizes those. And for him, it started outweighing some of the other stuff. Right. It's it, it's it's become very easy for him to do. So why not keep doing it? And that's cool. It's an honest. You know, it was an honest answer. I appreciated it. And if you remember um, 
a couple episodes back when I had CJ on for the second time, he shared a similar story when he asked somebody uh, why they do it, and that person gave this, you know, uh, gesturing of a impact, hope, hoping it would impact CJ some way or something. Go back and listen to it, and, and, and you know, saying he did it for those sailors and stuff. And, you know, that's just one of those ones, like, are you really? Because, I mean, you're getting paid to do this. You know what I mean? And many will, many are, you know, would hate to be like, well, no, if you're not doing it for the sailors, then you need to, like, retire. Yes. Yes, you do. And that's not to say that uh, I'm not doing it for the sailors, but I've recognized where my end is for that service, right? Because they always talk about being that servant leader and stuff. And that's fine. That's great. You should be. But I think a lot of people don't recognize where their personal end is and they start, you know, well, it is easy. I, I know how the game works. And this isn't talking about that specific person, but, and it's no longer about the the servant leadership part of it. It's just about that. I know how to do this. I'm comfortable doing it. I'm just going to keep doing it. And then you might run into maybe bad leadership. I don't know. You tell me. Let me know in the comments on the YouTube channel. Bravo Zulu YouTube channel. Go check it out. Right? Uh, let me know your experience with it. Um, so then, you know, the, the other flip side of that is, you know, what makes you keep going. And really, I, like, can you, I don't know, you let me know again. What's a good answer for that? Is... It's easy. I know how it works. It pays. Is that is that a good answer for keeping going? You know, a better answer would be like, oh, you know, continuing to develop the sailors, the next generation. That's a great answer. But how honest and truthful is it to yourself and to those sailors? You know, if you're the if you're the leader giving that giving that answer, and your sailors were polled throughout your um, throughout your career or something. Would you get like, you know, great feedback from all of them or from a high, like nine out of 10, eight out of 10, seven out of six, five out of 10, only 50% are saying, Hey, yeah, he's a great, or he, she is a great leader. And yep, they should keep going, you know, and that could get into the whole new eval system that might be coming out allegedly, you know, all that. Um, and then, you know, we could flip that though, right? And we can start asking people, what makes you want to retire? Because people ask me that now, right? Uh, leadership, when I tell them, yeah, I want to retire. And they're like, why? You know, you're a chief now. Da, 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 da. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, I don't believe a certain rank should make you want to stay in longer. Right? We we get that frogging letter and it says those things about, you know, um, Shit, I can't quote it. You know what it says, right? Like you should be, you should be ready to go forth and do more. You know the new responsibility, and you know it's supposed to reinvigorate you, especially after you like you reenlist and maybe you put on rank. Like you're just like, yeah, I'm here now. Let's go. Let's get after it. And that's awesome. But how long does that last for? A year, six months, five years? Your whole reenlistment, your whole career? Awesome. That's a, that's how it should be. But again. What what's making you want to retire? If if you're not realizing when your end is, then you might be just blowing past it, or you're not might not be being real with yourself, right? I know that my end is at this 
uh, enlistment, right? After this enlistment, it's my end. I knew it, and people ask me why. Like, well, I I have two children now, right? I knew it as soon as my son was born, and I've had friends tell me this, you know, that I've known my a long time, my whole career. As soon as my son was born, I knew I was done. And and people would say, well, you just put on chief, so you're quitting as soon as you put on chief. I didn't say I'm quitting. I knew that my end date, I knew when I wanted that to be, and it was as close to 20 years as possible, depending how things panned out and this and that, right, as far as timelines go. I knew that's what I wanted for myself. And others might say, you know, as soon as they had children, they knew they needed to keep going because they needed to keep providing. And that's awesome, too. You got to do what you got to do, right? Got to put, you know, baby milk uh, out there for the kids, right? Baby food and all that. Um, But for myself, like, I knew I wanted to retire once, you know, Michael was born. Uh, especially once Penelope, uh, even more so when Penelope was born. And it, it hasn't stopped. And I think it's only grown stronger as I see changes being made. And uh, good changes. Uh, oh, uh, good changes, not all bad changes. But I think it's one of those like when when you can no longer understand the changes or the process or, or reasons behind the changes, when you can no longer understand them or you can no longer um What's the word I'm looking for? Maybe, uh, you know what? Maybe uh, bluntly, you don't want to, right? You don't want to have to be like, okay, let, let's find, let's uh, let's go through this, let's read this, and let's uh, make sense of it. Because oftentimes that's what we do, right? We see, we see a change, it comes out or something, and we as chiefs or wardroom leadership, we have to make sense of it. And we have to make sense of it because we as chiefs especially are charged to deliver it to the sailor. Right. And be that deck play leader. Hey, this is the change. This is what's going on. This is what we got to do. We got to go do it. Let's go. Let's go. And that's cool. Let's go. Let's go do that. I'm, I'm, I'm down for it. It's good. But it becomes when I think when it becomes more and more difficult to sit there and be like, oh, you're scratching your head, you're rubbing your brow. And you're like, all right, hold on, man. What, what are we doing here? I don't get it. I'm not sure what's being said. Um, I don't know what this means. I think it is. I think that I don't agree. I do kind of agree. But now I have to figure out some kind of way to portray that I'm 100% behind it, right, and deliver it to my sailors. When sailors nowadays are so smart and they know when you're bullshitting and they can know. And it, I didn't even say it was just today. I'm sure it was the same since forever, right? I'm messing with the camera. Sorry. I should stop. Um, but they can tell when their leadership isn't totally behind something, right? And if you're if you're a leader and you're giving that off that you're not totally behind something, maybe it's time to go. I don't know. I'm shrugging, right? Is it? You tell me. You know, look through it and evaluate yourself. And that's all I'm saying is I've evaluated myself. Once my kids were born, done. And every day and every week and every new some bullshit or something. I look at it and I was like, yeah, I think um, I think it's time. And not right now. I still got a job to do. I'm still out there doing it. It's going to get done. But it, it reaffirms that I'm, that I'm going to make the right decision in five years and retire. Now, between now and then, things could change. And I don't think they're going to change my opinion on me wanting to retire. 
I got the full backing of my family. They're not, uh, I, I guess, you know, let's talk about that too. I think something else that happens is spouses at home tell their spouse, you can't retire. You need to go to another duty station. You need to go back to sea. You need to go do this, right? What about that? That's a lot of pressure right there, right? If you have a spouse, it doesn't matter if your spouse is a, whatever. You have a spouse, and they're telling you, hey, no, no, you can't retire. You need to go back to work. You need to do another tour. You need to go back. Think about what they're telling you. You need to go back to sea when you're already coming off of sea duty. Why? Do they not want to be around you? Is your financial burden so much that you cannot um, take the, you know, quote-unquote pay cut of a $700, $600 sea pay? Did you build your life and your, and, and your way of life around all of these, um, uh, what do you call them? Uh, uh, not base pay, but, you know, all the other pays, right? All the extra pays. So when you only get base pay, you can't sustain I say that's a problem. You might want to see your command financial specialist. All right. We'll put a plug in for that. Right. Um, live within your means where when you go to shore duty, you don't, you're not missing $600 of base pay. Right. It's going to offset because you're going to get your BAS back instead of paying it to the ship. So you really, you're missing 300, 300 bucks. It is a lot for some families. It should not make or break a military family. Not at the chief level and above, right? A junior family, they're not even getting that much in CPA to begin with. So they might end up making more money being on the shorty duty, getting their BAS than their 200, 150 bucks in CPA. You know what I'm saying? So really, you just, you could crunch all those numbers and figure it out, people. Um, but again, hey, I'm not knocking what you have to do. All right. You have to do it. You have to provide for your family. You got to take care of your house. I'm going to take care of what's in my house. I'm just sharing these things so you could think about it. If you're out there thinking about what you should do, well, you might want to make a checklist, you know, take a piece of paper, fold it in half, right? On one side, pros on the other side, cons. What's a pro of staying in? What's a con of staying in? And then on page number two, you do another pro and con. And one could be staying in, one could be getting out, retiring, right? Or not even retiring. Let's just talk about getting out. First term sailor, second term sailor, whatever it is. What's your pros and cons? What do you have lined up? As the chief in me likes to say, what's your plan? Whatever your plan is, write it down, figure it out, right? Um, and then the, with that loop back around to, you know, uh, which one is going to make you the wealthiest, right? That's what we started with, that wealth you know, is staying in the Navy 20, 30 years and, and you you want your wealth to be health, is that going to be the best option? Maybe great medical, you know, benefits and, and disability coverages and stuff like that, but you're going to be broken to some degree in there somewhere. So is that the best? Or is getting out and, and saving that health and saving your knees and your back and you can see all these gray hairs in my chin, <clears throat> Is getting out going to be the healthiest thing leading you to more wealth? Is staying in and doing 30 years and getting 75% retirement and then going and getting a GS job at a GS 12, 13, 14 position, right? Going to allow you the best income availability 
And now since the income is covered, you can buy more time to spend with your family. Right? There's that option. There's a lot of ways you could play this game, people. A lot of ways. Um, if you're retired, congratulations. Thank you for your service. If you're young in your career, are you planning it out? Are you planning it out five years, ten years at a time? Right? Are you making the move today for the move tomorrow and in three or five years to get out or to be ready to get out? Can you get out at any time and have the savings and have the the uh, certifications and education to be successful? Right? Or are you just kind of doing this day to day, month, year, enlistment to enlistment, and then you're unprepared altogether? And, you know, next thing you know is 20 years and you don't know what you're doing or how you're going to do it. Right. And you're mad at the world because you didn't pick up the next rank, whatever it might be. And they're telling you, hey, it you put in your papers, you have to retire unprepared. I don't know. You know, there's a buddy of mine. He uh, he retired last year. Right. Yeah. And um, it was so cool to watch him retire because he was all the way ready. He lived here, you know, San Diego, and he had his plan. It was during COVID, and during this time, COVID, people, Navy had said, hey, if you're retiring, you could extend three months, six months. We'll let you stick around, figure it out. It was a very good deal, right? People needed it. I asked him, I was like, hey, you going to take that? I mean, stick around. You're not doing much here at work. You could just hang out and collect this paycheck. He's like, no, I'm done. Everything, he had everything planned out with his family, ready to go. House already pending sale. Family moved to the next location. He was completely ready. And so one Friday, he left the office and haven't seen him since. He don't live here locally. Seen him on Facebook, I think. Um, but, you know, and, and he, poof, he was gone. Vanished into the next chapter, you know. And I, I, I was, I, I... Um, what's the word? Uh, respected that, proud of it. Um, envy isn't the right word, but it's a word like that. I need to get out my my thesaurus here. Uh, I, I look up to it because he was all the way ready, and and even in the hardest of times that twenty twenty was, he was ready to execute his plan, and he did it. And you know, he's out there doing his thing, and they're making it work. And um, I'm happy for him. Super happy for him. Anyways, I think that's all I got for you tonight. Uh, just something to think about, you know, in this roundabout, you know, way of talking about how do you think of your wealth as an active duty or retired member? As an active duty, how are you going to achieve your wealth in retirement or in post-service uh, life? As a retiree, how are you achieving your wealth as that retiree, Right. And uh, is are you, you know, are you happy with your decisions? You know, again, um, this is the first video going on YouTube. So, again, Bravo Zulu, look it up on YouTube. Go subscribe. Turn on the notification bell. So every time I upload, we'll do it. Uh, I might start doing like a Monday night video for this solo thing and posting it later on, like on a Thursday or something. Um, hopefully the schedule's kind of flexing everyone. Uh, hopefully getting more content in, doing more videos and uh, different things like that. If you like this layout, let me know. 
And um, so we're just playing with things. So schedule might flux a little bit, but hey, just, you know, that's why you need to turn on the notifications, automatic downloads on Spotify and Apple. And hey, you know, we'll catch you in the next one. Thanks for joining us. For more information on how you can support the podcast, please visit anchor.fm backslash bravazulu podcast. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of Joshua Moore and the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent the DOD, DON, or those of the respective institutions or organizations. Thanks for joining us.